Welcome to the Almost Daily Podcast. This is episode 566, Become a Non-Dieter. This is where your relationship with food does not involve guilt by default. And this is something that no matter how long you have been dieting, you can change. Now notice, I said your initial default thought process. So in general, when you eat a meal, when you have a celebration, you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's just food. And then you move on. Uh, again, many, many people have been dieting for years, if not decades. You're never going to completely lose the dieter's mindset. I will always have it to some extent, but it's not my default. You know, I spent 16 years trying to lose the weight, bulk up, constantly not thinking every moment of the day around food and, and exercise and all that, but it was there. Like It was always kind of there. So knowing that it doesn't go away 100% is, takes some of the pressure off. But what this is really doing is making you look at food and then also exercise is just a thing. It's not the focal point. It's not the one thing that you wish that you can get into, that you can put into place. It's not this thing that you're constantly chasing after. It's just something that you do. You see, because my theory, and this has already started to be proven by not just me, but by folks in, some folks in the community, is that if you don't have the guilt around this stuff and you don't have the anxiousness around it and it's just part of what you do, then it's easier to be consistent. And then if you're consistent over time, the, your, your weight to the largest extent, your body composition is going to take care of itself. You may not look like a cover model. Most of us won't. But you're going to be a lot healthier, a lot meaning like when you go to the doctor and you get all of your, your blood work and your vitals and all your stuff checked out, like, you know, it's going to, it, it's going to improve. You're going to feel stronger because part of how you're exercising is you're doing some form of resistance training. You're going to have better endurance, which could really, I mean, that can help you in sport performance, but that can also just help you in day-to-day -day life. And you can also help with flexibility. It helps with your range of motion when you're doing exercises, but again, also helps, um, you know, helps helps lessen some of the pain that you're in. Um, you know, just like chronic injuries and fatigue and stuff like that. Um, so if you do these things, you're going to be in a better place physically. You will also, and most importantly, and this is the part that being involved in the the weight loss industry, the traditional weight loss industry, this is what really messes with you. Is like if you do it the way that I'm describing, and you approach and and really work at looking at this stuff as a non dieter and making that your default mindset, is you're going to, you you'll be in a much better place with yourself in your own head. You'll have a better relationship with yourself. So not only are you going to feel better physically, but you're going to feel better mentally. Now, I say this both with the physical changes and the mental changes to say that my theory 
is that if people took this approach, you would not have anywhere near the amount of one from you know from a from an external appearance perspective, you wouldn't have the levels of obesity that you have right now. But most importantly, you wouldn't have the level of body issues that you have or body image issues that people have right now. People would be able to take the edge off some of these insecurities. Are there going to be um, more involved, you know, more extreme cases that require more outside help than just changing your mindset and saying that, you know, I'm going to focus on the process and I'm going to remove all the guilt and stuff? Yes. But I mean, in general, like as, as the entire group, as the entire community, the weight loss community, if they were to take this approach, you would see people in a lot better position overall. So that is my theory, and that theory has been shown by dozens and dozens to this point, and I'm understating, because I like to understate. I don't like to over, <laughs> over-inflate things when I talk about it like this. So we'll say dozens and dozens for now have, have proven this true. Um, I want to get this out to as many people as possible. We're talking millions, millions and millions and millions and millions. So... <clears throat> This is this is everything that I've been doing. I've just never really summarized it into one statement, which is just become a non-dieter. I help you become a non-dieter. Now, there's different levels on how that works. You could consume the content and do it on your own. You guys have again been trying to lose weight and get in shape for a while. You have a, you know, like you're you're capable of doing this stuff to varying degrees. Consistency has been the biggest problem for everybody. People that are still struggling with this stuff, it's consistency. Now, again, the underlining mindset and the underlining approach, I think, are what's causing a lot of the hiccups here. But the actions themselves, and and you'll notice this once you get into this non-dieter mindset, actions are the same. It's just how you approach things. But if you take the content, which is this podcast, which is the videos, which I'm now uh, back to putting videos on uh, YouTube and Facebook. So I've got the longer videos there, I've got the stuff on Instagram, do the live streams, and I'm starting to get back into posting again. Um, take that content and run with it. Scale it. Just seriously, like work on it, your, you know, work through it on your own, share it with people, spread this message. You do that, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Then everything, every then then all of the stuff that I'm doing just it's it's already been worthwhile. I mean, seeing how this has changed people's lives, but you spreading the message is amazing and fantastic. So then we get into the other two areas of this, the other two levels of this, and this is again I mentioned my my history with this stuff. I dieted for 16 years. I also. My, my career is in marketing. <laughs> I understand how the fitness industry and the weight loss industry does this from a, just from every angle. Oh, and then by the way, in addition to uh, trying to lose weight for 16 years, I worked in the fitness industry on and off since the, since the mid-2000s, since 2004. So me, as far as my experience, like, and personally dealing with this stuff, and then like, you know, talking to to 
friends and workout partners about it. Like that goes back, uh, my personal experience goes back into the nineties, uh, right before I turned 15. So at the very end of 1996 to, uh, when I was in the gyms all the time, uh, talking about this stuff with, um, with just workout buddies and, and, you know, uh, bouncing ideas off of one another. So that was, you know, 2001, 2002, started working in the gym in 2004. Um, stepped away from the gym when I graduated college was gonna, um, and it was, it was either, or it was, uh, picking one or the other. Um, as far as a career, I stepped outside of the fitness industry, went into, um, advertising sales. And at that point during that job, very interesting time for me in my life. Lots, lots of amazing things happened. That was, um, at that time, that's when I was married. That's when I had, uh, when I got married and that's when we were, um, raising our family and like, um, but I, I was trying to, to handle the work stress because again, account sales, um, account management and acquisition, there's, there's some stress with that. And the way that I was dealing with stress is I was eating food. Um, and then I switched to, I switched jobs after, was that? almost four years with the, with the one company. I went to another, uh, I was working for an e-commerce place and I was still doing sales. Um, but they were really, this was around 2010 and they were really into, um, there was a, a huge push for wellness, you know, wellness initiatives. And, and we had uh, a kitchen there and we had some snacks, um, always available. We had, uh, boot camps. We had all, like all kinds of stuff, all kinds of, of resources. And, um, from there, that's actually when I started, I, I was working out throughout all of this. Um, just because it was, it was a habit that I had. I, I still would say, I would say most of the time I was working out five days a week, but we'll say, we'll say three. We'll, we'll just say three days a week while I was at the, the one job and then I went to the place where we had the boot camp and all the, the resources. Um, but then I really like, I, I was keeping up with kind of what was going on with the fitness landscape at the time. Um, and just decided that I wanted to get certified and I uh, got my training certification and started, wasn't sure what I was going to do with it because at the time uh, I was working at a place where my commute was 45 minutes to an hour each way. Uh, and whenever we would have traffic, you know, going, uh, coming from north of the city, going through the city, and then dealing with the stuff coming into into Kentucky, um, traffic wise, like you never knew when you get home. So like I, I didn't, I I really didn't know what I was gonna do with this stuff. I was just trying to manage my time and do my job and do my thing. Um, but then like after taking those boot camps, uh, I started doing adaptive group fitness classes because we had United Cerebral Palsy two miles from where I worked at the time, which was just amazing. Uh, and then that led to me getting back into, to doing other group fitness classes. Um, and then starting to do some one-on-one training in home. And, uh, and that was the other thing when I worked at the gym back in the mid two thousands, and I've mentioned this before, I mean, certifications were a thing. Uh, you definitely, if you were working as one of the trainers, you had to be, they, they wanted you to be certified. But honestly, like if you were gym staff, you, each of us kind of had a group of folks that we were taking through and we were training. Um, and part of our gym, if you were, if you were part of the staff is you would basically work with new members, 
uh, taking them through the circuits, getting, getting them basically doing circuit training on machines and, uh, and then doing cardio. And you would do that for a couple of weeks, but we all had like hangovers. We all had, these were people that were not going to sign up with the club, um, for personal training, but like, you know, we'd work them. So I had, (laughs) I had people that I would work with, um, every so often or not every so often. I I had people most weeks I I had, you know, probably, eh, we'll, we'll say at least three clients a week. Um, doing that. And I was back in college when I was doing that. So like, I always was kind of into this stuff, but I got back into one-on-one training and what I, what I always really enjoyed about health and fitness. And this is what I enjoy now is when people make that, when when you start developing confidence around this stuff, which at the time at the gym, it was like people weren't exercising, hadn't exercised for a while. So then they start getting back into this stuff again and you can see the, the, the change in their, like, you can see them looking you in the eye when they come into the club. You can see the extra swagger that they have after they've been doing this stuff for a few weeks. I, I always loved that. And what I figured out over time is that if you focus on this, you know, if you focus on just doing the thing, like getting into repetition. And the thing that I, like, I, I didn't even really think about this until now, like what we used to do with the club. I knew at the time why we did it, because if somebody signed up, and they started using it, and you got them into a really, really good regimen and routine, and they got they were consistent with it. <clears throat> then, you know, like you've got somebody that's going to show up, that's going to put the effort in, it's going to get the results. Um, so I knew why we did it, but like even back then, uh, consistency to me was was the big thing. Uh, if if with other people is like if they could show up, then and they could do this, then they could start. Uh, feeling more comfortable in the gym, they could develop more confidence, and then they could eventually, you know, get the results that they were looking for. That that was the viewpoint on all this stuff back then. Now, by the way, though, as I told you, I was in 16 years of of um, of trying to like of going up and down with my weight, and the way that that went is that um, I really was trying to. I was first aware of my weight right before I turned 15. That was December of '96. And then um, a couple years later, let me see, see how this lines up. Probably around in '98 is when I started, kind of, sort of like eating differently. Like instead of drinking soda, I would start maybe drinking diet soda. Um, I might get a chicken sandwich here and there instead of just burgers, or I might just get a burger, no fries, or whatever. Um, but then by the time I worked in a drugstore my junior year of high school, and the, on my breaks, I started reading the muscle magazines, like the Men's Health. The, the exercise for men only was one that was really... Uh, I, I remember this one particular one because I got the issue of it, and uh, they had this six-pack workout in there. And th- this guy was like... just this dude was like, it was ridiculous. He, he was on, he was definitely, I, my bet is that he was on some stuff <laughs> and, uh, was probably, well, was definitely airbrushed, but just by like his bone structure and his muscle mass, I was like, dude, you, you, you're, that doesn't look like your, your, uh, doesn't really look like your physique fits your frame. But anyway, um, so I started reading those and I really got into like, I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to be like, these people in the magazines. And, uh, so still low fat was the thing at the time. Uh, I remember I would eat a lot of snack wells. I would start to try to drink shakes. Now at this time we didn't have, um, 
you'd have the directions on how to make a shake, but you didn't have like all the the blogs and the recipe boards and stuff. So like you're trying to figure out how to make these and these like, oh my gosh, I still remember how nasty these metric shakes of the late nineties were. Uh but anyway, so like uh, I was I was eating low fat. I was exercising regularly, just up at the YMCA and whatnot. And I had some a couple things that I like. I would ha- I would do this ab circuit at home. I did this thing for like six months. Every other day, I would do it. And I mean, I lost the weight. Okay. So, but then from that point, once I lost the weight, then it was like, well, because I, I, in my head, I didn't feel any different. So then it was. Um, it, it was then okay. I got to bulk up because remember, I told you, I've been I've been reading these. Um, muscle magazines and um, so then I started going to a gym um, actually wound up being the chain that I worked for uh, that I ended up working for um, and I was going I was I was working out two plus hours a day and it was typically an upper body lower body split when I started then one of the and then I was doing cardio every day as well uh, and then one of the guys there, uh, one of the big um, muscle guys was like, you know, do this bodybuilder split type thing. Did that, did that stuff for, I mean, I did it for a few years and those types of routines. And, um, yeah, like I, I was really into it. And all the while though, like nothing was ever going to be good enough. Like I always wanted, you, you either always wanted to be bigger uh, and your arms and your shoulders, chest and back, or you wanted to, um, you wanted to show off the six pack. And if you had your abs visible, they weren't visible enough. So, um, you know, I, I remember the mental gymnastics, like looking back at it now, um, I was at, at like 20, 21, 22 years old. I was, in, I mean, like physically I was in really, really good shape. But, like, in my head, it was never going to be good enough. And, you know, fast forward to when I was working at this at this job, and I'd been around this, and just, like, I, so I was on job, job number two. Job one, when I was in the account sales, food was my coping mechanism. Um, first, it was anytime I would have a, uh, a rough call. After the call, I would go, and I would just pick up something from a drive through or a gas station. Uh, and then, you know, I, I mean, a lot of times you'd have meetings uh, with with uh, clients and prospective clients at restaurants or coffee shops and I mean every time you go like get a you know get a coffee get a bagel get a muffin get a a uh, full on breakfast get a full on lunch Um, just crazy like and then you just ended up eating and eating and eating all the time Um, but then I got to this point where I started working at this other company and this was, this was gradual guys. I mean, at that time it was, I remember paleo was really big. Um, I was reading a lot of paleo eBooks. I was listening to some paleo podcasts. I was prepping, I was doing my meal prep. Uh, what I remember though, and, and again, like I, I actually lost all the extra weight, all the stuff from the, the, the years of eating tons of food at the um, at the account management sales job, to uh, you know, going to this job where I was sedentary, but I was moving a lot. Um, given the time schedule that I have, that's when I started. Like I, I bought P ninety X. This was before Beachbody on Demand. I bought the DVDs and I started doing that. And over the course of 
uh, of that time doing a paleo type eating type yeah paleo definitely paleo for a while and then um doing p90x like and then branching that off into other workouts like i lost the weight uh so that would have been around it would have been about 20 started in 2010 probably about 2011 2012 uh, and then I remember, and this is where I, I know, I do know like when I actually stopped dieting, when I was like, screw this, this is stupid, was I was eating paleo and I wanted a sweet potato. And I had guilt over eating a sweet potato because depending on which part of the community you were a part of, um, you know, like for some it's like, okay, a sweet potato, that's... It's from the earth. The ancestors probably ate that. That's fine. But from others, for some reason, it's like it was funny to me how low carb paleo was to some people. Like sweet potatoes were off limits, and I remember feeling anxiousness and guilt over wanting and then eating a sweet potato. Or when I ate my sweet potato, I like eating sweet potatoes with butter and cinnamon, cinnamon, and sometimes cinnamon sugar uh, and pecans. And like you definitely, definitely couldn't have that. and I just remember being like, you know what, I'm done dieting. And, you know, I, I take you through that little detour of my just process with my, my timeline with weight loss because um, I've been there. And I I can tell you from making the physical changes, which they're fantastic, um, and anybody that is able to make them should celebrate and just be really proud of themselves because you're going against what the end, the, how the industry is designed. The industry is designed for you to constantly be in the start and stop motion to where you never actually leave it. Okay. And what I want is I want you to have the tools to where you can make health and fitness and your eating plan something that you just enjoy. It's part of your life, but it's not a main focus. And you look at this as somebody that has, by default, somebody that has never really spent a ton of time in the weight loss community. Because after a while, when you see this stuff all the time, it becomes normal. It becomes normal to, I have to work out every day to do the gym check-in. I have to drink the gallon of water every day to keep up because I was tagged for a stop, drop, and chug. I have to do weigh-in Wednesday. Um... And I have to do Transformation Tuesday. And I have to respond in a certain way if I have a loss. And I have to respond in a certain way if I have, to, if I have a gain. Now, some people will tell you that they uh, do not feel the pressure to respond in a certain way. They, they may not do it consciously, but there's an underlining tone that is there. So everything that I do is to help get you out of that nonsense. So the other two areas that I offer in addition to the content is I have the two levels of service with your level of fitness. If you want to go, if, if you've been dieting for a long time and you need to know where to start when it comes to laying the foundation and building the habits, the Precision Nutrition Pro Coach Plan, the program, is an amazing tool for that. Now, it was fantastic before when it was, okay, you've got this 50-week-long program Every two weeks, you're going to get a new habit. This is following one particular line of, of 
habit development. You're going to have daily lessons. You're going to spend uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes a day going through your lesson. If you really do the work on it, you're going to check it off. You're going to do progress updates every couple of weeks. You're going to have these workshops and these check-ins that you <clears throat> that you do. And all along while you're doing this, I'm going to be able to see how this is progressing for you. And when I mention the progress updates, you're going to be doing your... Uh, not only your weigh-in, but you're going to be doing your measurements and you're going to be doing the photos. And I'm going to be able to see this and follow along. And I have seen that entire program uh, change the mindset and the approach for a lot of people that were lifelong dieters and had a really, really uh, just just a, a bad... We're, we're coming from a bad place into this. Now... Here's the thing, that program, if you're able to, if you were able to do it in that incarnation, you've laid a solid foundation. The thing is, a lot of people aren't there. A lot of people aren't there. And, um, you know, they, they have the structure, but it's very methodical and it's not, and your results, whether you're taking the, uh, full on PN program on or, you're taking the uh, the new beta version, newer beta version that's been around for yeah, was introduced earlier this year. You st- the onus is still on you to focus on your actions every day. The problem is, is a lot of people aren't ready to make that kind of change yet. You understand why? Because they think they, because of what they've heard, they think they know what they need to do. They just need to do it. And it's not moving fast enough. And there have been a lot of people that they start doing the program, but where you make it your own is how you respond to the questioning, how you really get in and dig into yourself and why you do things. That's how you make it your own. Where you don't make it your own is start saying, okay, well, I'm going to do, I'll do, I'm going to modify it to this. This lesson's really not important. This check-in's not important. Well, you know, um, the 10 to 15 minutes a day. And by the way, you're going to have days where you, you miss your, a lot, like the time that you normally do your lessons. But when that starts to become, you know, I'll just skip it now. I'll skip it now. I'll skip it now. And you've gotten weeks and not months behind. It's not working for you. And that, that part of it actually comes on you because you're not ready to do the full on program. Now, um, with the new beta program that has been rolled out, I mentioned before how PN gives you one habit for two weeks and you would work through the lessons each day. Uh, with the beta version, by default, you start at 14 days per habit, but that can be adjusted. And then the lessons themselves, instead of taking 10 to 15 minutes a day, uh, you actually get them as resources. So it's not like you have to do this lesson per day and that lesson per day. Um, you have supplemental resources for whichever habit you're looking for or that you're working on and looking through those in most cases just takes a couple of minutes. There are some that are more involved again, because you are still, uh, it, it is still about how much you dive in to, uh, to the program and, and really dive into how you're approaching food to this point and your entire active lifestyle to this point and what kind of changes you really actually can make. Um, but it's definitely it's it does it it's a good it's a good starting point to do either one of two things. You're going to be able to 
really dig into what you're already doing, find the stuff that you can change, tweak them, and then use this as, again, the foundation to help build an active lifestyle that you can do for the rest of your life. Um, the other thing is, is if you do this, because the beta can be much, much shorter. I mean, in theory, you could make this as short as you want. Um, I still like to do it for at least a couple of months because I think you have to get past the initial 30-day, six-week challenge type thing where, you know, this has to be, you have to give yourself some time to actually get comfortable working through things like this. You don't necessarily, while a lot of the topics are going to be familiar, the way that you dive into them is going to be different. So this whole thing of like literally just checking the boxes on a challenge for uh, six to eight weeks or four to six weeks. So uh, even in some cases longer than six to eight, I guess, um, you know, you want to get away from that. You really want to start diving in. Uh, and I think in a lot of cases, if you're not, if you're not ready to take this stuff and run with it after a few months, then you look at it and say, you know what, I either want to build this out to where it's, where I can use the, um, the beta version longer in this way of doing things with the shorter lessons and the supplemental material, still doing the check-ins and stuff, um, as far as, as the weigh-ins and all that and the progress photos and the measurements you know, either continue on with beta or say, okay, you know what? Um, I, I like what I'm scratching the surface of here and I want to dive deeper into it. Then you take on the full 50 week program and you work through it. Um, you know, one habit, one lesson at a time and you just work through it and you're again, laying the foundation. Um, the folks that I've worked with that have been really, really successful, this is a great starting point for them. And it's been interesting to see kind of where they take things after they've been working through this and how they're able to do it on their own. You're still going to have the ups and downs, especially when you're uh, no longer working through the coaching with me. Because like my ultimate goal with anybody I work with is that eventually they're not going to need me. <laughs> so, uh, But in a lot of cases, even if they're uh, just on the habit-based side of things, doing the, the pro coach um, program, they're still going to be that initial up and down because they'd been working with me directly. Uh, and I, I still keep in touch with, you know, with my clients, but like they're doing it on their own. They're trying to figure it out. Um, and, and that, by the way, like the feeling that you have when you're trying to something different and you think that you're losing control and you need to go back to what's normal, it's really just you figuring it out. And that could take, that could take weeks, if not months to do. Um, but yeah, the, the beta version of PN is, it's a lot more responsive and it's a lot more individualized, um, responsive to, instead of it being so rigid, whereas like, this is the entire program, you have to do it this way, which by the way, like it works, but a lot of people aren't there yet. So you have this, this other way of doing it, really getting people into the foundational, uh, approach to this stuff, focusing on actions and habits and not having a list of good and bad things. Everything is done on a continuum from your food choices to how you exercise. And it's a sliding scale. It's not, it's, it's not a all or nothing, uh, approach. So, you know, that's the one level of service of working with me. If you're like, if you're trying to do this stuff on your own and you're just having trouble laying the foundation, the habit-based coaching is, is a great place to, um, you know, to, to look at really developing that foundation. And then 
again, as I mentioned, just like with the beta and the full version of PN, I'm seeing your progress all along the way. And, you know, we certainly have chats about how things are going and, you know, uh, things that need to be adjusted and things, how to handle obstacles um, in your given situation. So, you know, that's always going on. The next level to that, and PN may or may not be a part of this, it really depends on the individual, is if I'm doing the full-blown coaching, personal training, one-on-one, which as um, I have a very limited number of folks that I work with on this, and this really, um, it's basically instead of just saying, okay, we're going to do the habit-based stuff, you're going to go through that program and you're going to stick with it, it's, it's building all of this stuff with you. Uh, basically, I'm co-architect. I always say that if you're building your active lifestyle, you need to be the architect of it. Uh, in this case, all areas of it, I'm helping you with. I'm assisting with. There's a lot more one-on-one interaction. There's a lot more, instead of check-ins, there's a lot of like one-on-one calls. So this is something that I do on a very limited capacity. Um, you know, it's and, and the pricing for working with me, current rates, as of um, November 2020, the PN habit-based stuff, it's 49 bucks a month. That stuff you can cancel uh, really at any time um, if it's not working for any reason. I, and I have a very that, – that was the other thing for me working at the gyms for all those years. I hated that we had people on contracts. I don't operate on contract at all. Um, so at any point, somebody says, hey, you know, I need to pause this or I've got too much going on. Uh, I need to step away. They, they really just need to tell me. Like and and I always am kind of by default like with the way that I do, um, the way that I do a lot of my stuff and and this this comes up um, usually around the holidays and I actually have a couple instances of it going on right this moment. Whereas if somebody's really busy with their life at the moment and they're not, you know, they're they're not able to do the lessons, they're not able to to follow through. Like I'll message them and say, hey, let's let's go ahead and just cancel this out for right now and you can always come back to it um i always go from instead of using contracts i always instead of putting the onus on you like you're locked into this you have to do it uh if if you're not doing it um then it's not benefiting either one of us at the time so let's put it on pause and then let's you know based through the conversation that i have i i instead of putting the onus on you the onus is on me to really make sure that what i'm putting together for you and what i'm helping you through is actually proving enough value for what you're paying for. Um, and that's with the habit-based coaching. And that's also with the one-on-one, uh, the one-on-one build everything where PN could be part of it, but it's a lot more like it's getting into your uh, personal training, uh, which right now, given current circumstances, it's a lot of virtual training, um, but it's really everything all together. And for that, it's all customized. Um, I've never priced that lower than since I've been doing the all-inclusive packages on this I've never priced that lower than 499 a month uh, just so you know but that again is because I only take on if if I'm doing that kind of work I don't take on all that many clients um, to do it so it's it's very cost prohibitive Uh, in that instance it's I always bring everything back to like if you're not successful or you're not happy with the process that's always on me Um, but in that case, especially with that kind of investment, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's all on me to make sure that you're getting what you 
need. Um, now there's certain, uh, you know, there's, there's certain expectations that I have to set with you. I'm not somebody that you're going to work with for six weeks to drop weight and then just be done with it. And I'm usually not even like the six month challenge person. Whereas I've got an event in six months. I want to be in this kind of shape for it. Like I can do that stuff. I know the tactics it takes. Um, I know how to do the fitness assessments and see where people are and see what they want to do and then start, you know, kind of like making recommendations on, on stuff. But like, I, that's not, that, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I want to do. So, um, but when you do, and if you are end up doing one-on-one coaching with me like that, uh, the all-inclusive it, at that point, it makes more sense to do that because if you're, if you're doing personal training with me, which again, right now, uh, everything is, virtual just given the current state of of things right now in 2020 um but even when i go back to it now uh or excuse me when i go back to doing in person it's probably going to be in home um my rates i don't see changing and right now i'm only doing half hour um sessions as far as training it's 60 bucks for a half hour like that's what it is that's what it is on zoom um, it may go up a little bit once I'm back to doing, um, you know, in person, especially if I'm traveling back and forth to people's houses, uh, just like, you know, you, you've got the, the time to and from, you've got lugging the equipment in a lot of cases, cause most of the time folks don't have a complete setup. It's awesome when they do have a setup at home. Um, but yeah, but, but basically by the time when, when you're looking at working with me and you're saying, okay, I want to do the all in, the all in inclusive knowing what my rate is for training, know what the, the cost is for habit-based coaching and knowing how much time that we're going to spend as far as calls and such. Um, you know, it, it, the value is there, but again, like that's, that's always been my whole thing with the business model is you have to be able to provide the value for what it is that you're doing. Um, so there's all levels of this and the, the way that I break it down, um, I, Again, if you guys share the message, like get people listening to this podcast, get people consuming the content. And um, I know that I'm not the only person that's saying, hey, you know, don't focus on the scale, focus on your actions and such. I, I, I'm telling you, when it comes to being within the age range, that if you're within the age range of 30 to 50 and you have a career outside of health and fitness, I see what the other people like one, there's not a lot of people focusing on um, developing long lasting habits over getting the scale to drop down because look, you can make a lot, you can actually make a lot of money in the traditional weight loss industry by jumping right in and, you know, six week programs and, you know, detoxes and jump starts and all this stuff. It's the easier path. It's a, it's a much more difficult, it, it's a, it's a much more difficult sell, uh, which by the way, yes, guys, I, I sell you on this idea, um, to say, Hey, focus on your actions, develop the habits, be consistent. And eventually over time, track the data all around. We're not just saying, you know, like if you want to jump on the scale, jump on the scale, if you want to. And and do the progress photos if you're getting on the scale and do the measurements if you're getting on the scale. At least do the waist measurement. Like that's the easiest one for people to do. That's the one most folks are most concerned about anyway. Like just collect all three. Do your progress updates. Like do that stuff. And eventually 
the scale will work itself out. And then if you're somebody that's been dieting for two years, five years, whatever, a couple years of consistency, you'll be amazed how much further along you'll be with a few years of consistency really working on how you view yourself instead of trying to jump from program to program for years and then decades. So on the front end, you're like, oh my gosh, do I really have to take this slow this slow roll approach for the next couple of years? You do, but you're actually going to end up building momentum on this and you're going to have better results than you've had throughout the entire time that you've been trying to lose weight. And you're building something around your preferences. But that's not an easy sell to people because, again, like talk about the speed, talk about, you know, uh, make the whole change in body composition and, and dropping weight, like make that the end all be all. And that's what people are, are focused on. And it's, it's a much easier thing to sell. But when people end up burning out and they end up being very frustrated and, yeah, you might have somebody hit that initial six-month, even 12-month goal where they lose the weight. But where are they long-term? Like what have you – you might have shown them um, how to work out and you might have taught them the skills in the kitchen. But like have you really laid that on a solid foundation? And in a lot of cases, you haven't. And the reason that you haven't is in a lot of cases – and many, many times – you know, your fitness professionals haven't really developed this kind of underlining attitude around um, this guilt-free, non-dieter view of fitness and weight loss because it's it's different than what is thrown at all of us. So, like, you know, it's it's a completely different way of looking at this stuff, and it's hard to really wrap your mind around at first. Once you get there, man, it's like once you lay the foundation, it's wonderful because then it doesn't matter what size you are in the moment or you know what your body composition is you know that if you focus on the efforts you're going to feel better and and as far as your appearance like it's going to take care of itself i i promise but it's just this whole thing of of getting off the the speed 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 now the other thing that i want to talk about so that that's the and again i realize um before i jump into this uh, wrapping up the whole thing as far as like tiers of of what to what you can do with this stuff i I, you know, I'm grateful anytime somebody shares the content, uh, cause I know how busy everybody is and I know that it just, it, it being able to, um, when you're passively listening to a podcast, if something actually hits your ears and like you wanting to share it, uh, is a huge compliment. So the fact that you're even still listening to this episode right now, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and just continue to share. And I always, it's like, if you notice, I don't ever tell you guys to like, Hey, you know, let me know you're listening by like sending me this message. I don't do that because I would much rather, if you're listening to something like share it, you know, I, I can see my statistics. Like I see, I see how many people are listening. Uh, enough of you do tell me that you're listening and enough of you do share and tag it in your Instagram stories. Like I know people are listening to this stuff. Um, but continue to share. And like, that's something, um, that anybody can do. Uh, so if, if you're listening and this message is really hitting with you, just share any and all episodes, like get the message out. That's what I really, really want. Now it's, it's interesting because people that are uh, basically anybody that's been trying to lose weight for two years or more, uh, and isn't happy with where they are, uh, they could benefit from going through the habit-based coaching program, the, the pro coach platform program. But the funny part is, is I know just, just based on like the amount of people that I've talked to and the, um, that there, it's probably only going to be one to 3% of you that ever end up signing up for that. And I like, I, I totally get it. So, 
you know, the reason I say that is again, just about everybody that consumes my content could benefit from working through that program. Um, I think a lot of people listen to it and they're like, I'm just not ready to do it, or I'm just not ready to take that approach. And they may or may not ever be. Uh, I think there are others like in general, just, you know, when you, you, again, it comes back to the value and, um, it's, you have to be ready to make that type of commitment anytime that you're going to sign up for any type of, of coaching, whatever it is. So, you know, um, one to 3% of the folks that listen to this will probably eventually at some point sign up for the habit-based stuff. Now, uh, that's just when somebody's listening cold. If somebody, uh, so much of the, so many of the folks I work with come from people that have either heard the podcast and they said to them, Hey, some, somebody was like, Hey, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of working with somebody. And then somebody that listens to the podcast will say, Oh, well, you know, you should, you should check out the stuff that Daryl's doing, message him, listen to the podcast. And he does the coaching. So like, Whenever somebody's referred over to me like that, um, much, much, much higher likelihood that they're going to jump on. But like, so when we're talking about a really small percentage of, of folks that will do the habit-based platform, again, because like 49 bucks a month, even though you can cancel it every time, you have to really believe that there's going to be enough value in this for you. There's enough value in everything I do. But you have to believe that, not just have me tell you that. Um, and then from the, the complete coaching uh, which includes the personal training. And I guess I could put personal training on its own. Like I would, and I don't even know at, at this point, I don't think I would just take somebody on for personal training. I, again, I have the session rate, but like I would, I would much rather work with somebody on all areas. Cause one of the most frustrating things when you worked and when you work in, in um, training is that you only are with that person for that those sessions and then throughout the rest of the week like you may have messages back and forth uh even but even if you have an ongoing conversation with your client it's basically just a couple hours a week um and a lot of times yes you're talking about other areas of health and fitness and other areas of their life while you're working with them but the main focus there is you're getting through the workout session with them and you're watching to make sure that you know they're doing something that they're capable of that they're uh progressing as you have agreed between the two of you that like they should be progressing. Um, so there's not as much time or involvement. And I've had, I've had so many, cause like I, my attitude initially was, okay, I can be the habit based person, the nutrition person, and they can work with other trainers. What ends up happening? And I totally get why trainers do this because when you hire a trainer, there's an expectation and most, there's an expectation of progress in the shorter term. And part of the reason for that is you're looking at this and you're saying, Hey, in the next six to eight weeks or six to 12 weeks or whatever, you know, I have this event coming on. I want to lose this much. I want my body composition to be like this. This is how most people look at it. Now, trainers, we will tell you that we look at this as the opportunity to teach you how to exercise properly, that you're really coming and doing this to develop skills and to, to lay a solid foundation, much like what I'm talking about with health and fitness. You're doing this as a foundation piece, and you're using this to try to navigate what you see from the mainstream weight loss community, and like you're trying to avoid the... Um, really just kind of avoid the, the pitfalls, avoid the pitfalls with that. But what ends up happening in most cases, okay, the trainers will say that we want to really help you build the foundation, make sure that you learn how to exercise properly, 
and really be set up for the rest of your life so you can do this stuff and eventually you don't need the trainer. Now, uh, the harder part of this is that when you, you know, many, and I, and I still believe most trainers, that's the foundation that they want to put in place. Uh, I know when the, the studio that I w- was working at right before COVID got crazy, um, you know, Kat, that, that was the philosophy she had on exercise. Like, I want to teach you how to do this properly and eventually you're not going to need me. So we got along very well. Um, the, the whole like conversation process of, 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 uh, from us talking about, you know, what was going on with the industry to like me coming on and training there, like, and picking up clients there. Um, it was funny. It was like a, it probably took like six months. <laughs> like we're, we're just talking, talking one day and I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I think I'd like to come back and, and I'd like to actually do some training. Do you have some openings for that? So we, uh, it's kind of funny how it all happened. Cause like we were talking about the, uh, the big fitness landscape things. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, like we'd been doing that for months and then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, I'm ready to train. And fortunately there was, uh, there were some openings there at the time, but anyway, um, but what a lot of trainers do is because, They've got this client for six to eight weeks or six to 12 weeks, whatever, and they want to show these results. So they'll give them a diet <laughs> and, you know, this is your macros, this is your calories, and this is this. So then what ends up happening is I'm sitting here trying to lay a foundation with somebody and I got somebody else telling my client how they need to eat and why they need to eat this way. And I usually end up being the one, I don't know the conversations that they have with the other fitness professional, but I know with the, and this is happening, any, any of my clients listening that we've been through this, rest assured, this, this has happened with probably over a dozen clients of mine over the course of me doing this. I'm not just talking about you. Um, so yeah, it's, it's something where like, I, I always, in theory, I always want to have this, this, coexistence thing. Whereas, cause again, like if I'm doing personal training, it's an important thing. I'm using it as a tool to help build a foundation. It's not the center point of what I want to do. I, I don't want to be a personal trainer, like as, as my main focus, my main focus again is getting this message out to millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, personal training is just something that I've got a ton of experience doing. I like doing it, it's one of those things where like somebody comes in and again, like there is the whole piece of, of seeing them develop confidence over time. But the other part of it is, it's like those benchmark tests are nice. When you do monthly benchmarks with people on, on their strength, on their flexibility, on their endurance and just performance overall and seeing again, how the trends go over time, you know, having a client that when they start, just don't even think they can do three push-ups and getting them to 60 is a in a matter of months is a huge accomplishment because these are the types of accomplishments that you can take again from this particular area of your life health and fitness and you can apply it to other areas and it starts to get this whole momentum and, and moving and you start feeling more confident and you start feeling more capable so I, I love that part of it but I, I'm I have no interest and making personal training the main part of my overall message. It, you know, but what I've learned is that 
I have to give people the option to do that because, or I have to include training because if I, and I have to do this all inclusive stuff because this whole thing of, of, um, having my clients work with other fitness professionals when we're trying to lay a foundation, it's just, it has not worked out well. And, um, that to me is just, yeah, I I just, I've, I've been burnt by it too many times. And, um, so again, I understand why the trainers do what they do. Uh, but it's not helping me. It's probably not helping them because then, the client has two conflicting messages. I'm help. I'm trying to get them to develop an eating pattern for the rest of their life, and the trainer that has performance goals with them. A lot of times, the performance goals are around a scale number, or a composition um, number. Um, they're they're putting them on more of a short term diet type thing. So, you know. Um, so that, that's another reason why I was like, yeah, you know what? I need to start doing all inclusive. And then in the right circumstance, like if somebody is just looking for training, they're not really looking to, um, you know, they're, they're not looking, um, they're pretty happy with how they're eating. Like, I'm not saying that I would never just take somebody on and do personal training, um, with them and not touch the way that they, you know, that they're eating and just leave that part alone. I would, depends on the individual, but again, that also depends on the rapport that I have with that individual and, you know, do, um, would we work well together? And fortunately with the career that I have and the way that, um, you know, we run our household, um, I don't, I'm not in a position where I have to work with people that I don't get along with that I'm very fortunate about. So, um, so yeah, so, I mean, that's everything as far as with the services. Now, the last part on this that I want to talk about is again this open challenge to help change the relate and it's it's changing the relationship with yourself but the biggest thing i find most people struggle with is their relationship with the scale because how their relationship with the scale impacts how they view themselves so that is while of 365 and when instagram is allowing us to uh see recent te- uh, recent hashtags on post um you know, which right now they're not allowing us to do, but when they allow us to do that, uh, I like to go in and I like to celebrate and share everybody that's taking part of Wild of 365. So what is that? Wild of 365 is where you set, there, there are a series of, I literally either did these minimum goals for the day or I did not. So you either get a check mark or you get an X on it. Okay. Like this is when, when you hear about, um, fitness communities and their challenges and all this stuff and Facebook groups and all that. Like this is basically it's a, just a long challenge. That's all it is. You check off, you check this off, hold yourself accountable to it. And what it is, is was I in a calorie deficit for that day? Okay. Like, so you're tracking and we can get into, there'll be plenty of episodes where I continue to get into like, you know, how basically calorie counting and looking at what your Apple Watch or your Fitbit, say, Fitbit says, it's a good estimate. The numbers aren't absolute. But we can get into that and do another, into another episode. Are you drinking enough water each day? I, my personal goal is am I drinking at least 100 ounces a day? Typically, I'm somewhere between 100 ounces and a gallon. Um, so I hit that fairly regularly. So that and calorie deficit. Exercise, it's at least 20 minutes a day. Okay? And that's, again, my goal. There's many of my workouts... Um, where, 
they're much longer than that, but that's my minimum expectation. Uh, the other thing is, is are you, have you spent some time on creativity, a creative outlet? And basically, it's any other pursuit or any other hobby that you have, something that you enjoy that is not fitness related. And this is getting people from looking at, again, when health and fitness is the main driver in your free time, this is getting you to step outside of that. So are you doing one creative thing? That could be traditional creative things like painting and writing and, and I mean, podcasting even, you know, creating something. Or it could just be like, you know, time to yourself that you enjoy. Like, is there something that you really look forward to doing? To where you're doing all this other stuff, what you're focusing on, the actions that you have, and you're just doing, you know, you're, you're, you're doing the fitness stuff. You're doing all the fitness actions. But you have this other thing that you're checking in, you're doing every day. It's just you, um, you know, being creative. The other part of this, and this is how it changes the relationship of with you and the, your relationship with the scale, is you don't get on the scale. That's 365. You stay off the scale for a year. Now, we mentioned progress updates before, okay? Take all the photos you want. Take all the waist measurements you want. Record those. See how they trend over time. Don't get on the scale. The longer you stay off the scale and you focus on the actions in front of you, so again, you start to identify somebody that gets their water in every day. You're starting to get some to identify somebody that exercises every day. You set your minimum expectations. You go over it, but you don't go crazy on the stuff. And you're somebody that shoots for a calorie deficit each day. These are things that you start to tell yourself over time that are part of you. You start to identify as this. And you stay off the scale. And your creative outlet. I'm also somebody that does this, so weight loss is not my only focus. But you stay off the scale. Now, this is something that's ongoing. You can jump on it whenever you want. Uh, again, I will really enjoy it when Instagram allows the hashtag recent, you know, allows me to view recent uh, posts tied to the while of 365 hashtag because then I can start sharing those again. Uh, in the meantime, if you're doing 365, um, please just tag me. In addition, like tag at your level fitness while you're um, while you're putting those to like while you're posting, so that way I can see it and I can share it and then I can still do you know I, I don't like asking you guys to uh, do an extra step but at this point I think I need to so but that's that's 365 and in a nutshell this is the whole thing on how to become a non-dieter so covered a lot in this particular episode um, covered what it was at the very top I like to give you guys the info up front so you can like you know what's the meat of this podcast give it to you as early as I as I can um, went through my personal process with this stuff, like what it was like trying to lose weight, what it was like trying to, as first as a, as a kid and as a young adult that didn't have a ton of responsibilities, then uh, the weight gain that came on once I had some different responsibilities, how I got that, um, you know, how I got that taken care of and how I've, I've used that as a starting point to work with others. And then since I've been working with others, I have other folks that, you know, I've, I've been able to see that this, this non-dieter approach has actually worked with. So this is, guys, this, this is my mission. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm, I'm doing to, uh, to change the perspective that folks have on, on all this stuff. Um, again, if you're listening to this still, thank you. 
Uh, if you really, really dug it and you think there's people that could benefit, I ask that you share it with them. Um, the shares on stories are great, but I'll tell you, I, I know from experience people that have, that because I get messages from you guys that are listening, and, and I'll get messages from new listeners, and they'll say that so-and-so sent me the, this particular episode, and they listened to that, and then they went back. And I think, uh, and I think this is kind of for all of us. Like when we have something that is uh, shared with us individually, it, again, it's that whole thing of people like they've taken the time to to consume this, and they think I would benefit from consuming it as well, or from, in this case, listening to the podcast. So I say consume a lot because like when you're doing the content stuff, it's either audio, video, or written. So just consumption instead of saying what the individual action is. Anyway, with that, because this has been a very, very long solo episode, uh, I'm going to head off here. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. Let's change what people focus on. Let's make a world of non-dieters. Every step of the way, we're going to do it. I'm super pumped to do it. I'm looking forward to uh, to really, really just pushing forward with this. Um, again, been doing it this way, been focusing on these these types of, uh, been focusing on this message for a while, have not really been all that condensed with what the message is, which the message again is just to make you and make everybody else a non-dieter. We're not going to hit everybody. I think from a percentage standpoint, relative to the entire weight loss community, because this is a counter message, uh, we're talking. <laughs> if, if we could, if we could change the perception for one percent of the weight loss population, then it's an amazing start. Um, but you know, got to have the belief. You got to push forward. I'm going to continue to push forward. I'm, I appreciate that you're part of this uh, community, that you're part of this movement. Let's continue to move forward on it. Thank you as always for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please either DM me on Instagram or email me. That is, if you DM me on Instagram, that's at yourlevelfitness. If you're going to email me, that is daryl at yourlevelfitness.com. That is D-A-R-Y-L at yourlevelfitness.com. Uh, and if you haven't already, and you're based in the U.S. especially, and you're listening to this entire episode, if you've not signed up for the text alerts, where it's not just me pushing out messages, but like we have one-on-one conversations um, because of the texting platform I use, which is Community, which I, I, is just fantastic. Um, please go ahead and text me. That is 859-208-2334. Go ahead and text YLF Community to 859-208-2334. Thank you as always for listening, and I will talk to you again real soon.